This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Let's have all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Whitechapel has announced a new live album, Live in the Valley, which will be released digitally on January 26, 2024, across all digital platforms. The album contains songs from the album's Kin and the Valley and was recorded live at the band's seventh annual Christmas Benefit Show on December 22, 2022, at the Mill and Mine in their hometown of Knoxville, Tennessee. Here's what guitarist Alex Wade had to say about Live in the Valley. We decided to record the audio from our 7th Annual Hometown Christmas Benefit Show in 2022 where we played a mixed set from our albums The Valley and Kin. We thought this would be a good way to close the chapter of these albums before we start recording our ninth album. The audio was recorded, engineered, mixed, and mastered by our very own Zach Householder, and we are excited about the way that it turned out. Along with the audio, we shot two live videos to accompany the live album release. Listen and watch live videos from the album now at metalblade.com slash whitechapel. One more time, guys. Whitechapel's Live in the Valley will be released digitally on January 26, 2024 on all digital platforms. Make sure you go watch some live videos right now. Metalblade.com slash whitechapel. It's the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Spych. Brandon Hahn and Jocelyn Sharp. Metal Sucks Podcast. What is going on, all our friends out there? It is I, your host, Petter Spice. This week, I'm joined by Brandon Hahn. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at your buddy Gooch. Beautiful. And make sure to follow our other co-hosts first. That is Jocelyn Sharp. That's uh, at Jocelyn Sharp. J O Z A L Y N Sharp on uh, Facebook. X, uh, Instagram, and she's on TikTok at the Wizard of Jaws, J O Z, and of course Sylvia Alvarado at it's the Sylvia on X and Instagram, and make sure to follow MetalSucks.net at MetalSucks on everything out there, uh, guys, so you get the news stories first and foremost. This week on the show, super excited to promote the latest record from Infected Rain, guys. Time is coming out February 9th. Lena Scissorhands is on the show. We discuss all things uh, about Infected Rain, music videos, everything. Great chat, so you guys hang in there. That interview is going to start around the 30-minute mark. Um, but before that, me and your buddy Gooch here, Brandon Hahn, we're going to talk a little bit about the Metal Sucks news. All right, brother. First story, right? I was ex- this. This is a this is this is a fun one. This is a fun one, I think. Um, so 
Metal Sucks put together a reader's poll. You guys can go over to MetalSucks.net and vote. I don't believe it has ended yet. Uh, and the reader poll is, who is Metal's biggest asshole? Okay. Um, we've got some. We've got some. We've got some Metal assholes. That's definitely the truth. Uh, and in the, in, the, in the picture, what you see is you see John Schaefer, on his, you know, obviously at the insurrection, you see Kid Rock in the middle. I think right before he shoots Bud Luck cans, and then you see Ronnie Radke just kind of smiling. Uh, that's kind of the three faces on there. So as we scroll down, before I even tell you the list or who's on this list, uh, Brandon, who like do you notoriously just think of is like, oh, that dude just always makes us look like that. That dude is just an asshole. Like when you think of heavy metal, like who's who's like a first name that just pops into your head. That has that reputation, in your opinion? I mean, like an asshole. Like I, I would probably say, like you know, Vince Neil. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you know, he, he's just done some things. It's like, granted, it's not like he's done things to the fans or whatever. But there was that one video where some chick walked up and asked for an autograph, and he just yanked her by the hair. And Nicolas Cage, of all people, was there to save her ass. Like it was like, it was the weirdest thing. And it's like, you know, you think of things like that. You know, you, you already touched on Kiss Kid Rock. Well, I don't think he's an asshole. I just think he did an asshole thing. You know what I mean? Uh, and then you look at Axel Rose. Like, Axel Rose, to me, is like your perfect asshole. Let me go ahead and let the crowd wait for four six, you know, four to six hours before I take the stage at 3 in the morning when these people have been here since 9 p.m. You know what I mean? It's like, that's an asshole move. Just somebody who's overly selfish. My first thought went to, like, in modern times, because every time there's a story on Aaron Lewis, like, the last time I remember I was talking about it is, like, he killed yes. a bunch of coyotes and spelled out, like, dude, like Trump 2024 or something like that with dead coyotes. Which is, right? Yeah, which I think is that's the last time. fucking gross, dude. That's like macabre <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, 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 <laughs> like, blow Trump all you want. You know what I mean? Blow him all you want. Uh, go ahead and donate money to his his legal situation where he, you know, that he's now got to get himself out of. But it's like, but the the, the whole coyote thing. It's like, you know, we, like, yeah, we it's, talked it's about just, that. It's one. just, it's just gross, dude. It's like, what are you doing? What but, the fuck are you doing? But his his stories to me, every time I see the name Aaron Lewis, is always like a negative thing and kind of this attack on people, right? And uh, I think that the part of the, you know entertaining music anything like that is that you want to connect with people and those that you maybe don't see eye to eye on with whatever it may be religion politics uh uh something that you know you're kind of graceful about it aaron lewis is not graceful about it like i said he's playing with not dead, at all he's playing with dead things to deliver messages like with these coyotes and i just remember i'm like Look, yeah dude, that's gross same thing i'm like you can deliver your message but really dead things <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, so, yeah but that's the that's the guy that popped into my head and then obviously like i think the notorious like person while i was growing up that everybody seemed to always blame for bad shit was sharon osborne so i always always kind of have sharon osborne as like a an asshole yeah. in metal. Yeah. Um, and this yeah. is off the top let of my head. Ozzy, let Ozzy fade away. Like, damn, dude. Like, just let him fade away gracefully. And then putting him out there on the, you know, just pushing, pushing him out there on stage like Vladimir Lenin. Like, it doesn't help, man. Yeah, and then there's the easy target people like Glenn Danzig, who I don't know if comes off as an asshole he just lives his life like an asshole <laughs> so he's like a mess. <laughs> right he doesn't really no i don't feel like he, well he does kind of come off like an asshole now that i think about no, it bro. Dan, Dan, yeah Danzig is, yeah, is an asshole i think you're like, right i, I think right. I, I interviewed him i interviewed him that one time and he wasn't an asshole he, it's not, i don't think he's an asshole all the time but it's like back in the day man when, when he was like muscled out roided out 
Like, yeah, dude, that guy Wasn't really he thought roided he out. Stink. Danzig? I don't know if he was roided out, but goddamn, so. he was. I don't want. I don't want to say he didn't, he, he didn't look like the Rock, bro. I mean, he was just like he yeah, just he was lifted jacked. weights, man. Yeah, but his yeah. body type made sense. I don't. I don't want to say something like that. Right. <laughs> roided right. out. You know? Well, here's the thing. Number one, I'm super skinny, so it's like, of course, anybody who's jacked like Danzig, yeah, it's roids, man. It has nothing to do with you really doing the work. It's the roids. So um, let's get to their, the list that you can choose from because uh, I'm going to glance through it real quick uh, and we'll see kind of where we land here. But uh, I do see – oh, wow. Okay, we'll, we'll go from the top down because this, this isn't going to take too long now that I see the third name on this list. But uh, um, I do see Glenn Danzig on there. I do see yeah, – these are good. These are some, these are some assholes. Uh, I see Sharon Osbourne's on there. Axl Rose is on there. No Vince Neil, though. Maybe. Nikki Six is on there. Maybe 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 Phil Anselmo. Oh, Anselmo's on there. Yeah, he's definitely on there. Yeah. No, there's no way. There's no way he gets a fucking pass after what he did. Yeah. Like, sorry, as far as asshole goes, yeah, you're 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 in trouble, bro. You can't you can't be doing that shit. Your apology, whatever. Um, but uh, obviously, we're fans of Phil. We accepted his apology. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna that's gonna haunt the haunt him for a long time. Marilyn Manson, obviously, on there. Aaron Lewis on there. Kid Rock. Ted Nugent. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So all these guys. Tommy Vex. That's a good one, actually. Because he seems to be oh, yes. yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And then John Schaefer, as I mentioned, Ronnie Radke, they're in the uh, image. But here's, here, let me just start from the top. Because, yeah, one name just kind of threw right at my face right away. Uh, Ronnie Radke's at the top of, of, and again, this isn't the order or anything like that. You guys go vote. Ronnie Radke's on there, then Varga, obviously. We'll, well, there's a story we'll talk about Varga after this. And then the third name on the list is Ian Watkins. And that's the guy from <laughs> Lost Prophets that like is a like the pedophile. Yeah, hardcore child molester. Okay. Yeah, that cat. I, I shut it down. That's it. Shut it down. It's <laughs> like, done. There is not a name on this list that like. First off, we would actually want to probably like most metal fans would actually if they had the chance murdered this human being. <laughs> like, yes, like, dude. Like, dude, okay come on. This, so. The, 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 fact, the fact that Roddy Radke was at the top of the list is, is no, insane no, it's, to it's, me. It's, it's just the, the names are out of order. That's the people you can vote for. Oh, so okay. he's not at the top of the list. I'm sorry. His name was first as I go down. No, dude, but, shut it down. First off, yeah, first off Ian Watkins be, is the guy. I feel like Ian Watkins is doing a disservice to assholes everywhere just by being on the list. You know what I mean? Like, is that... You don't you don't just look at you don't just look at a pedophile like that guy's a real fucking asshole. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's a fucking he's a fucking predator, bro. He's a fucking lowest of the low. So that's what I'm saying. Like somebody doing an asshole thing, like, you know, some of the things that Ronnie Racky does. And, you know, even though I really didn't like the macabre shit that Aaron Lewis did, it's an ass it, it falls under the category of an asshole. D- diddling a kid oh, that dude. goes far that goes Far beyond. I remember it was so. years ago, but I remember when we had a talk when we had to talk about those stories, and like, you know, it, 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 I just remember us. Well, we're not fans of this band. We never were. We don't know anything about. It. Like, it was like we're doing anything to just discredit this dude and get him away from music that has guitars in it. Like anything, like shift right, him yeah. over somewhere else. Get him the fuck out of here. Right. So, um, yeah. So I think Tell that don't work with Kanye. Well, I think I think that uh, you guys go and pick your own uh, person. Don't listen to us. That name stands out as a, uh, a son of a bitch to us. But <laughs> and right, uh, yeah. there's, there's some other criminals on here for sure. But that one is the uh, that one takes the that cake. Bad. But that uh, bad, as dude. we said, Varg is on this list, and it'll segue us to the second story now. Um, 
Kanye. Hey, Vargas, hey, you know what? Vargas, Vargas is definitely worse than an asshole. So it's Varg, Varg, Varg is a, Varg Varg. Is a murderer. Uh, he is yeah, a Varg. hardcore racist. Uh, yeah, he, he's definitely... Like, I think that if Ian Watkins wasn't on this, as I'm looking at that, I think Vargas is... Varg would be number one for sure. I, I do think Ian Watkins, so. take the cake. I'm sorry, you know what? Murdering, <laughs> murdering a full-grown man makes you really... It really is a scumbag thing to do, but it's like... But diddling kids, it's just like, there's just no coming back from that. You're a fucking pile of shit, you know? Oh, man, like, that's just realized, like, you know, we didn't plan that, but, like, having to pick between, like, you know when people are like, you gotta pick, like, when we're talking about, like, usually, like, uh, a voting or something, pick the least worst or whatever, like, people say stuff like that, like, I feel like this, pick the least worst, murder or this guy that did all these horrendous things to children, but he didn't kill anybody. Like it's like I don't want yeah, to have this conversation. Uh, I don't no, want to have this yeah. conversation. I'm moving over to the next story, which is involving murderous Varg. Um, Varg praises Kanye West. Uh, why do you think Varg would have praised Kanye West? Well, I will tell you, Brandon, um, for wearing a Burzum shirt in a picture. Now, um, for anybody who doesn't know, Burzum is Varg's band varg obviously a murderer and a open racist um very interesting that i'm kanye west would wear a burzum shirt now but he did murder a, but he did murder a white person so before we jump to conclusions i'm kidding but it's like... <laughs> do you think kanye would care <laughs> that's the question right. hey hey no. kanye is it okay the race he murdered nope i'm just gonna wear his shirt okay so here's mm-hmm. the story right now now we know what has transpired with Kanye West not being a metal guy, but he is a firebrand exclamation, exclamation, exclamation mark, right? Asshole. Right. So he he understands the game. He came from a Kardashian world. He understands we're in a hate culture. And the more hate you throw out there, it seems like the more attention you get and more things, or, you know, or if you can embarrass someone or anything like that. So, I had a, a conversation offline where someone's like, well, he doesn't know who that band is. He doesn't know who Burzum is. He doesn't know the story of Varg. And I'm like, you know what? I can't buy that. Because metal shirts, black metal shirts, all those things have been fashionable where people like the Kardashians were wearing like Cannibal Corpse shirts or whatever, uh, Cradle of Filth shirts, like things like that. So having a black metal kind of band shirt um, is something that's been fashionable and hip-hop people and celebrities have been wearing them. This is true. However, there is, to me, my mind cannot, like, think that Kanye West isn't aware of who he's got on his T-shirt. What are your thoughts on this, Brandon? you think this is calculated or just, oops, somebody put that shit on him because uh, it's controversial? Oh, dude, he he 100% knew about this band, and he 100% knew that if I wear this shirt, Brandon and people talk about it on the Metal Sucks podcast. <laughs> he fucking knew it. He knew it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, this type of thing, it's just like, again, it, 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 this guy has burned every fucking bridge. He's shown everybody that he is a blatant anti-Semite. And it's like, you know, so now it's just kind of like, what other ways can I do to incite? You know, you were talking about the hate culture. It's like, this guy loves it. Have you seen what he makes his wife do? It's the weirdest shit in the world, dude. This guy, so so he breaks up with Kim. So Kim Kardashian and him uh, have an ugly fallout, and then he goes out there and he basically marries somebody that looks almost just like Kim Kardashian. Okay, uh, makes her cut her hair, and then like just like a couple weeks ago, he had this chick walking around uh, Las Vegas 
in like it's it's January. It's not necessarily like it's it's Arctic tundra, but it's like. But the thing is, is like it's cold it's out still here. Cold. It's like forty yeah, degrees. Yeah, it's, it's still yeah, it's cold. Still Forty, though. fifty yeah. degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he makes this chick wear like a bikini top, okay, and not just like a bikini top. I mean, this thing barely keeps her boobs. Like, I mean, this thing. It's like she, she's wearing like a, a big thing of dental floss. Then she's wearing like it looks like a, a potato sack for pants, and then no shoes. So they're walking around Las Vegas in the shops with no fucking shoes and it's like it, it, it and then and then there's other videos of, of Kanye west taking pictures of her wearing like a zipper mask like the the the, the mask that the gimp wore in pulp fiction it's like dude this guy is a fucking asshole and it's like and he just keeps doing this shit because he knows people are going to talk about it. he knows he's always going to be a cult figure because of this he i look at him and i'm like i'm not going to say he's um uh Oh, what was that fucking punk rocker that everybody hated? And they shit. What was it? G-G-L. Yeah, yeah, GGL. And it's like it seems like he's the GGL and minus the shitty. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> anything. He's not G-G-L anything. Allen. He can, yeah, and GGL was a pedophile too. So yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I don't want. I don't okay, want. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe he's not as bad as GGL. But the thing is, though, is he has the same ideas. Where it's just like just incite, say the worst things imaginable, get people. Get people go, oh my god, it's crazy, and just and then and this day and age too, it's it's all about the tweets and the retweets and how much you can stay in the fucking headlines. And the more that he does shit like this, he'll always be in the headlines because he's a fucking clown. The legacy, and that's what and that's what we're rewarding. Yeah, the legacy of Gigi Allen is pretty crazy. Like, like we'll go to the next story real quick because I agree with you, and that's the big thing to me that was like, you've got to be fucking shitting me because yes. Kanye West has been so openly with the anti-Semitism that it's 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 just gross to even hear him, and he's wearing the shirt of, you know, an anti-Semite like that is an open about it, right? A, so it's like doubling a, a down. Racist, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just it's pretty bad. But but moving on to the shit throwing of Gigi Allen, which we never seen, we never seen Gigi Allen live, and um, wouldn't go to his concert if I if I knew in advance there was gonna be. Uh, shit thrown. But no, dude, uh, yeah. no, 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 no. Dude, if I were like, dude, if you would have came up to me and be like, guy, dude, we got to go see this guy. What's his name? Gigi Allen. What's he do? Oh, bro, he gets all crazy and uh, his music sucks, but he takes his shit on stage and he starts throwing it at people. And sometimes he eats it. I'm like, all right, we'll set this one out. Well, you wouldn't bring up like, yeah, but don't forget, like, he's got a micro penis. You've got to see. You're not going to bring that part up, right? Uh, you, you got to. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta see this guy's micro penis. It's crazy. What? You won't believe it. But he'll eat his own shit. Oh, he will. Okay. But the right. micro penis. Oh, he'll eat. Okay. Yeah. What? The, what are the pros and cons? Eats his own shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, is bad on stage and then throws the shit at people. Okay. What are the pros? Uh, micro penis. <laughs> micro penis. Micro penis is like a twenty point shot at rocket jock basketball. It's like you win. You know what I mean? It's like I gotta see the micro penis. It's. I'm just saying. I'm going with the pros and cons. Because every. Bigger yeah, asshole. Everybody, Gigi yeah, Allen yeah. or Ian Watkins? Oh God! Oh, oh God! Because fucking <laughs> Gigi Allen was a pedophile, I know. and he got away with it. And Gigi and, and Ian Watkins never fucking, as far as we know, never threw shit on his audience. You know, like so. God damn it, dude! We we just paid. We we had Ian Watkins at the top. And Gigi Allen just never paid for his crimes, even though he was like on Donahue and shit, saying he did all this shit. You know, he, and he was, and he he was actually, open he, he about got, his. He, didn't yeah. he get? Yeah, didn't he, he get a thirteen-year-old pregnant or something? 
Uh, I was told, actually, someone wrote me an email after we did that episode on Rise to Offend that that was uh, not true. So uh, okay. it was it was something that we found, but I was told that he did not get a. Uh, it was a twelve year old. Um, oh. It was in one of the documentaries that I watched, but someone said that is not accurate, and they know the actual daughter, something like that. I'm like, oh, okay, well, so I won't say it again. <laughs> so, but it's out right. there. Yeah, yeah. What you're saying. So, uh, but okay. Um, I'm sorry to put you in that situation to pick between Gigi Allen and Ian Watkins, but we're oh, talking about God, shit throwing, right? Bitch. We're talking about shit throwing. Yes. So leads us to our next story, guys. And hang in there, guys. In about ten minutes, we are here. Yeah, hang it, hang in here, man. We got more classy conversation coming up before the interview. <laughs> this, so. is, this is this is yeah. This is a, this is not the classiest of uh, of uh, weeks for yeah, us. That's for no sure. Shit. Um, hang in there, guys. Lena Scissor Hands from Infected Rain will be on in about 10 minutes. We are here to celebrate the new album. Time, guys. The interview is going to happen. We're going to play some tracks. Make sure you guys are hanging in there. Uh, next story we're talking about is going to be there is a Houston black metal band. Uh, they get they. I'm going to read the headline for you. Houston black metal band comes under fire for tossing a pig's head into crowd at a show. So that just lets you know about Gigi Allen in modern times. You ain't throwing no shit in no goddamn fucking venues these days. <laughs> but uh yeah. Uh, and, and that's I'm okay with that, everybody. If you guys are wondering, hey, he likes it like it no, no, no. That should have always been fucking a big fat. Hey, show. pig's head you want to throw a pig's head out there. I mean it's uh it's yes, is it black metal? Yes. Is it disturbing? Yes. Is it is it a dookie? No. So it's not as bad as Gigi Allen. So. Uh, okay. Well I uh I don't. I, again, this is one of those things where I'm like, of course I'm not going to be pro throwing a a pig's head like from a slaughterhouse in an audience. You know, it's not the thing. However, I am okay because it's a black metal concert, and I think that there is this notorious. You don't know what's going to happen when you see one of those bands, and like just like something like this hey. is possible. It's possible, and so if it happens, you got to be like, well, fuck, man. This is this right. is what they're about, right? This is where we're at, and then you you don't have to go again. But yeah, I uh, the danger that doesn't exist um, really anymore, probably for a good reason. Um, when you see the danger kind of happen, that was part of what this whole scene was about, you know. <laughs> I guess in a way, um, I don't know. I, I I'm like, all right, guys, way to way to way to go for it. Way to throw a fucking pig's hat out of your audience. Like I, I'm okay with it. So I don't, uh, but I don't want to be in the audience. So it's also uh, I'm also not okay with it because I wouldn't participate. Well, the whole idea is like you're going to be throwing out pigs' heads, and it's all about oh Satan and the Dark Lord and blah, you know all this old school fear shit that they used to that black metal was pretty much conjured from. Oh well, yeah, you're staying true to the art form. So it's like I expect a band like that to do, to do, to do a fucking act like that, to pull a stunt like that. It's like, of course. I mean, it's like that's what you're going to black metal for, right? I mean, like maybe maybe you get some white face paint. I and uh, yeah, you know, it's it's you know I mean? it's, uh, it's part of the it's part. It's, I, I don't know. Like to me, if you're into the history of it, right? Uh, and you've grown up hearing these stories. Uh, there's some really bad stuff, and then there's some really like interesting stuff. But you know that you're going to land somewhere in between. And and unfortunately, you know, pigs' heads <laughs> is a part of it. And it's part of the well, legacy of of being well, at black metal you, shows. Like, unfortunately. Well, this is the worst part about that band, right? So uh, they, the band's the name. Pigs- let me just say this real quick. I didn't mean to cut you off there, buddy. The band's name. It's a Houston band called martyrdom go ahead yeah 
Yeah, so martyrdom afterwards, though, they apologized, oh. which is no, not metal. You throw the pig's head in the audience, and if somebody gets grossed out, you're like, fuck it, that's metal. That's what you got to deal with. I will read uh, the apology. We just wanted to start off by saying we are incredibly sorry to anyone we offended with our actions and gimmicks on stage. We are a black metal band, and as part of it, we tried to add a little bit of imagery and shock value to our set. That's what I was saying. It should be expected. That's what... That- Unfortunately, Dude, guess what? Guess what, yeah. guess what? Guess what? A pig's head offers. It offers imagery and shock value. You kill two birds with one head all day. Continuing. Unfortunately, our our acts has gotten our acts has gotten carried away and way out of hand, offending many and even harming some. We want to apologize to any vegans, Muslims, or other minority groups we may have offended, and to anyone who has harmed by our act. Most importantly, we want to apologize to the White Swan and Harry, the sound guy specifically. Thank you so much. White Swan for giving us an opportunity to play there. Okay. Yeah. I, well, guess I, what? Uh, White White Swan is winning because people are talking about their venue. Well, people are talking about martyrdom it, as well, but you're right. Yes. They, they might win. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think that the apology uh, afterwards. Oh, you killed it. Well, you killed yourself. Like, like you gained a little bit of momentum, martyrdom. How you much you want to bet? People, people were talking about your band. You could have capitalized off the off the hate culture, but instead you're like, no, we're really not those kind of guys. We were just doing it to get attention. Like guys, you know, that's not that. You know, staying. We all know you're doing it to getting attention, but saying it right there, that's not metal. You got it. You got to stick to your guns. You know, uh, uh, and how much do you want to bet? Here we go. Okay, how much do you want to bet? There, this is going to give them a little more popularity, right? And people are going to go to a show. And they throw another pig's head out in the audience. How much you want to bet that happens? I hope they do. You well, know, they, I, I, you do after they apologize. Well, let them throw out the head of Ian Watkins. That'll be metal. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think anybody. Would, I, I don't think. Anybody, well, I'm not offended. Uh, we all know what he did. So or, it happened, right? We we don't want. You know, look, we like fake murder. Okay, we don't want real murder. It's look, just weird. It's just weird. Look. I'll, all I'm saying is, is look, this is the thing. As much as I hate what, um, uh, you know, Aaron Lewis did with those coyotes, I mm-hmm. think it's gross. I think it's disgusting. He didn't apologize for it. He's more metal than martyrdom. No oh, shit. Okay, now now we're doing who's more metal. What a, what a what a what a difficult week of news stories for me and you to talk. I know. <laughs> and by the way, and, and it's like, and, and it's so crazy because like, if, no, if somebody didn't know metal, they would listen to this podcast. Like, why the fuck does anybody subscribe to this shit? Do you realize sticking up for fucking pigheads? Do you realize? <laughs> I was just about to say that. Do you realize that we started That's off why saying I love metal? You you. I love metal. We started off saying, how, how dare Aaron Lewis do this with these carcasses? And you just said, hey, but it's okay in this light. And I said, how, how dare people get offended by this? But I'm like, it's not okay because they apologize. Do you see that we flip-flopped virtually in the yes, first 25 minutes on our opinions originally well, right away? Because, <laughs> That's not because good. Here's the thing. Number one, number one, if you do anything outside of sticking to your guns, okay, I think that's the whole that's the whole appeal of metal though. It's uh-huh. just like sticking to your guns, sticking to your guns and doing what society normally doesn't do. Now, do I agree with them throwing out a pig's head? No, that's probably gonna keep me from coming to the show. But if you are a diehard black metal fan, you know, that's that's right up your alley and that's how you get people to come, man. You gotta incite. You have to incite. Talking about the devil, talking about like you know, all the dark shit and the dark forces out there—that used to be scary in the in the early '80s. You know what I mean? But man, we're so desensitized to that. 
Now, like, no one cares about that. So you have to up the ante. You have to throw in a pig's head. At it. You know what I mean? You have to do shit like that. Not if you're going to apologize afterwards. That's where you lose me. Not if you're going to apologize. That's what I'm saying. Not if you're going to apologize. Like, you have to know you're going to get the hate. And, and unfortunately, like, if you are going to subscribe to the hate, like, that's one thing where it's like you look at Kanye West and I think he's a scumbag. I do not like the guy. But if he, if, but if for his career, if his whole thing is all about inciting and getting people pissed off, that is, you got to stick, you, it, it's, it's paying off for him because people are talking about him and he's making money off of it. Like, that's what you got to do. Mm. I, I I don't know his financials. I don't know anything like that. But I, I believe. Well, I'm sure he's making a ton of money, bro. He's I, all over the. I'm place. hoping in my mind that he has done nothing but lose his ass for his behavior the last five years. And I know he was like a billionaire, you know, before, or probably still. I don't know. My point is, I just hope that the money aspect well, he dro- of what you're saying, I don't. I just hope that it's it's not a reality. And I don't think it is. I don't think he's well, making he dro- nearly what he was making. Oh, no, he's not making nearly what he's making. But the thing is, though, is like what he made in the past is enough to keep for the bank. He's still making enough money to live off. Oh, of. that's and, that's just by, and that's just and that's just by being in the inside culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it's a fire brand is a brand. I know it works. Yeah, and the, the second, though, the second you realize indifference, and that's it's it's a, it's a, it is kind of a sad thing. But there is a truth. The second you realize indifference gets you no attention, but the second you are a fire brand, you are making money and you are now in everybody's yeah. face because of our current culture. The second you realize that the, there's such a gain to being a fire brand, um, and you and then you cross that line. Crossing that line is very difficult because honor and integrity matter to most human beings, right? Crossing that line and into a firebrand and then living in those lies and having to play that character, I always, and this is me just kind of making something up, I see Kid Rock as that dude where he's like, cross the line, but he always wants to like tiptoe back like the nice guy, but then he wants to Bro, double down and go crazy. And I'm like, you're, you're just, you're a brand at this point, right? I he, feel yeah, that dude, way with he him, right? Flat, dude, Kid, Kid Rock flat out fucking said yeah the whole uh boycott bud light thing is over he flat out said it he doesn't want it he after the hate and vitriol that he probably saw he's like i didn't want to get people this fucking mad i didn't want to get you know what i mean i didn't want you think you want to piss people off you think you want that rage but then when you see it and they actually see that you that and again we live in a world where it's like words do hurt people so it's like when you see that your words do hurt people, it's like you you got to be you're going to be dead on the inside if you don't react to it in some way or pull back in some kind of way. And that's what Kid Rock did. So that's why when I look at Kid Rock and I'm like, yeah, is he a dickhead for doing that thing and you know shooting the Bud Light cans? You know, you know, I I I think he's a dickhead because it incited a little bit of fear. Because anytime you use a gun to make a statement, you know, I mean, there's a, you're inciting fear, but. And I just don't think Kid Rock thought that all the way through. And now he's now he's back drinking Bud Light and doesn't care. You it, know what I mean? It's like it is the hardest, from my memory and from my times. It is it is the hardest time to. Um, it's the hardest time to be an entertainer because growing up, entertainers like at least from my perspective, actors, film people, um, musicians. You know the appeal to that was the outlaw. They were the outlaw culture. I mean, Tupac, to me, was like the Jesse James uh, when I was growing up. Like, he was the guy that could yeah. get away with anything. It was just this outlaw culture, right? <laughs> and it, it, and obviously, there's so many victims when you were an outlaw, you know, just like you can go with an outlaw biker gang and, and, and stuff like that, like back in the day. I don't know about it anymore, um, but, you know, reputation-wise. 
And so that outlaw culture got stopped, which is a great thing, but people are still fighting to be outlaws because that's what they grew up. Like right. kid, guys like Kid Rock or guys like we're talking about Aaron Lewis or Ted News. Like, no, I'm doing rock and roll because I don't want a day job. I'm a fucking outlaw and I'm going to do what the fuck I want, and whatever I want to say. And then that's not allowed. So they have to go full firebrand or outlaw. You know, I, I, I think about Dave Chappelle and other guys that like when I grew up were like my heroes and the most amazing minds and just, I mean, greatest entertainers and how they have to tiptoe that line now of, of completely mm-hmm. complete yeah. alienation. Um, or stick to their guns. It's it is the most difficult time I've ever seen to be an entertainer, entertainer, and to showcase your talent when it comes to those arts. It really is. I'm talking about from any yeah. gamut you look at. Um, but to me, the firebrand thing. People always say you can't sell out in my, my, my uh, you can't sell out in uh, current times. And I say bullshit. If you're a firebrand, you sold out. That's the way I see it. Because you gave up on the I, human I, side, right? You gave up on the human side. You sold out. I agree. I, I see. I do agree with that because it's like when you become a firebrand, there's no way you could stick to your guns unless you're like a terrible person. You you're know stick, what I mean? You're it's sticking like, to the guns of what the team, what sells. You're sticking to right, the guns of right. like, let so, me see what sells so in this part. I got to stick to this because this is my paycheck too. It's a sellout, bro. You're not yeah, being genuine. Yeah, you're not being real. Exactly. I'm with you, dude. Outlaws are outcasts. That's why they got into whatever they got into. That's what outlaws were. They're not there to be told how to think to make profit, bro. It's it's absolutely the opposite. So, yes, I completely uh, stand by that statement that I made. And, uh, and, yes, it's difficult for entertainers. So we have to support all the good ones to make sure... It's an honor code. We say it all the time on the show. Make sure we are pre-ordering the records. Make sure we're going to the towards budging for everything. So it is time, our friends out there, it is time for you to check out our interview with a band that we love, Infected Rain's new record, Time, is coming out. Let's celebrate it. Let's talk about it. Here's my interview with Lena Scissorhands. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Everybody, what's going on? It's Petter, Metal Sucks Podcast. On the phone, I have Lena from Infected Rain. We are here to celebrate the new album time. It's coming out February 9th, everybody. Make sure you are pre-ordering it. So first thing I want to talk about, uh, Lena, is kind of the themes that you tackled during this record as a writer. Hi. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say that there is one major theme mainly in this album, obviously, we have um, a variety and a handful of other type of emotions and themes and um, important points, let's say, in each song. But, um, um, you know, if, if we think about it, really, it all leads towards one, which is time, which is just as simple as the name of the album. We didn't even try to, you know, be 
creative into hiding and or having a you know uh, people to guess it's it's literally something that we all have and we don't really cherish enough you know and and that's how we think and we feel like everybody can relate because everybody sooner or later in in their life um realizes that either time is passing by too fast i need to do something or you know um my time is too um precious to be spent like this you know or to be to be wasted like this um and whether it is a relationship whether it is a job um or it is a project or it is um a friendship i don't know anything anything with in in the end of the day everything requires our time which is the one and only thing we have in common the one and only thing that doesn't make one look uh you know uh, more poor uh, or more rich we all have the time now what we do with it it's what matters Absolutely. The greatest commodity, I think, on the planet is time. I always say youth, time, all these things uh, I, I do put together. There was a lot of uh, uh, life that I spent feeling invincible. And I think that I didn't really get past uh, realizing how precious time was until I got out of that mindset. Did you? Did it take yeah. you a journey to kind of get to a point where you're like, I have to appreciate these moments and control as much as I can? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I think everybody did. Uh, it's it's not fair to to hide this because we all do this. We all do it. Uh, how to say? Underestimate. Um, I still do it. I still sometimes catch myself thinking, I really don't have time for this. I can't believe I spent, I invested so much of my time in this. Realizing, you know, after a while that I. Had I shouldn't be losing time with this, you know? I do it all the time, and I remember very well the first time I realized that. It was it was actually a very painful time in my life. I was very far from my family. I was separated uh, from my family, uh, and I was uh, living with uh, my relatives in Armenia. And uh, I was missing everybody a lot, and um, I was too young to to understand certain things but when i one thing i understood was it is possible that i've never i will never see my mother and my sisters anymore and i i um let's say i opened a a door for for something very new to myself at the time which was depression and after weeks and probably even long months of deep depression at that young age, I finally realized that I'm not solving anything by being in that state of mind and I'm losing so much time being miserable when I could probably do something else and try my best to get back to my family in, in any way possible. So so I did. And and eventually it led me to my goal and I, I was returned to my family and uh, after after years but uh, yeah that's when i first realized that you know i will not accomplish anything doing what i'm doing at the moment i only feel more and more miserable every day i was very young as i said i was probably nine or ten years old at the time 
it's great to talk about this because I think a lot of people understand that um, sometimes those feelings, they're comforting, you know, because we get to know them uh, really well. And then they, they, they do transcend into our identity and our personalities in a lot of ways. Um, and it is a journey to kind of do what exactly what you said. And I had a similar journey with my family because I'm from Montenegro and then we're over here now in Las Vegas. And, and what ended up happening is that I live on the same street with my mother and I have for nah, a decade now, right? And uh, mm-hmm. that's the moment when I realized everything was at peace and happiness and just being able to be right across the street from her, you know? Um, and the, Yeah, absolutely. And I, know, I, I Go ahead. I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to say I know the feeling very well. Mm-hmm. I still live very far from my family, but I'm at peace because I can go see them whenever they can come see me whenever we don't live across the street we live across the ocean mm. but uh, but it's under different circumstances when i was small the circumstance at, at the at the time mm. um that i was living in there was no such thing as free phone calls anytime you want free video calls anytime you want there was no such thing we would write letters to each other maybe and hope that they would be received. That's all. <laughs> so it was just that understanding, especially as a child, that, you know, doesn't earn money to understand the value of, like, a t- plane ticket to go see a family or whatever, right? Um, when you're an adult uh, and uh, you understand all these things, you can work around them. I felt so hopeless because no one was trying to um, help me or be on my side at the time. So that's why I went into that state of mind because I knew that nothing depends on me, but that is what we like to tell ourselves. This, it is what we, it is how to say, a um, self-defense mechanism in a way. And it puts us in that, um, we think it's a safe mindset, but it's not because depression doesn't lead to anything good. But it, it, as I said, it took me a little bit to realize that I really am not helping by being this way and being in my head and not eating, not sleeping, you know, and stuff like that. I really am not helping. I need to do something else that might help towards my goal. And we do that all the time in life. We often, uh, you know, stick around friends that or people that we like call to call friends. And no matter what circumstances, we always think, oh, you know, this was an accident or that came out wrong or this, uh, he didn't mean it this way. But we have to understand that we are investing time um, into people and this sort of relationships with people that instead of bringing um, something useful to our life, it only is in the way of our goals, of our achievements, of our concentration, because we get distracted with those things. And and um, I love my friends, I love my family, I, you know, um, but I do understand that with time, only certain people um, will actually stick around and, and, and be in your life and be with you, because the others, that's what they want from you. They want you your time they want you even not to succeed often you know Mm -hmm. very often more often than we think actually 
And it's and it's sad. I don't want to sound very pessimistic. I'm just trying to um, explain, I guess, more detailed why the concept of time was so important for us to bring up because we don't even realize how we give away the the most pr- priceless thing we have. And, and again, I don't, I'm not taking it as pessimistic. I think a lot of the listeners out there have to just kind of hear these things and be like, look, there is, there is these steps and there are sometimes people in our lives that, um, you know, Henry Rollins has a bit where he calls it a time murderer. Someone that just, they poke you with a little knife, right? And you're losing yep. all this time. And, and, and that was a, a bit that he did on a, one of his specials. And I remember that really broadly. And I'm like, oh yeah. Cause every, every moment, like you said, matters, right? Um, yep. And so going to that, obviously, when, when, when we get to this certain point and you get to perform live for your, your audience yeah. and everybody like that, how does that feel right now? And I do want to promote the European tour. It's come starting February 21st, all our European listeners make, sh- listeners, make sure you guys are picking up tickets, looking for dates, and supporting uh, Infected Rain and their new album time coming out February 9th. But back to the question, yeah, how, how has when you kind of – got to that uh, point, how has that stage transcended in moments for you? Well, we we only were able to perform two new songs from the upcoming album so far in the past tour. And uh, when it comes to the upcoming tour, I cannot speak for it because it didn't happen yet. But uh, I do, I can at least tell you how I feel getting ready for it and i can tell you how i feel rehearsing those songs a lot of them are very very emotional and personal to me and it takes a big toll on me to to prepare them because emotionally they could be a lot more challenging often even than vocally you know so so it 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 takes a minute and embracing that um is the key i think embracing like the part that i embrace the most is like with every song with every album i give a part of me not only to the listener but actually to myself it's like i'm i'm speaking out loud about the things that um still hurt me the things that uh, bother me or i'm dealing with at the moment right or specific people or whatever inspired me to write a song and I'm reminding myself that every single second spent uh, rehearsing these songs, performing the songs, talking about these songs, and so on, heal me. So this, to me, is the time well spent, be- better than anything. It's, it's my medicine. It's better than anything out there. Nothing else can heal you if it's not yourself. You can try you know, medication, you can try therapy, and a lot of these things will help, absolutely. But in the end of the day, a lot of work has to be done on your side. And this is what I do for myself. Absolutely. And, and speaking of the emotional uh, kind of toll, the music videos have been fantastic to promote the record. Thank you. And uh, one of them, because I let you, I think, does have a very strong emotional moment, you know, filmed. Um, yeah. Tell, tell us about, I guess, you know, in that moment, um, continuing the, uh, the camera to allow capturing that moment at the end of the song and the importance of that for you. Well, it was quite interesting because 
even though we knew how emotional this song is and how personal it is for me because um, of the recording process. When we recorded this song, it was quite difficult. I needed to take breaks, uh, you know, calm my breath, breathing and um, my, my mind and try again and stuff like that. So we all knew. I remember even... Um, you know, my, my guitar player saying, hey, I don't know how you came up with this, but I'm struggling even to work on the song. It puts tears on my eyes. I'm struggling. It, that's way before we went to record it. That's when the, the, the um, composition structure of the song is, is going on, right, inside the band. So, so even for people that didn't really go exactly specifically through what I, am, I went through to write that song, can relate to it because it's such an important theme in this song. It's such a painful realization of life. And um, he told me, um, you know, it's okay if you cry in the music video. Don't worry about it. It's totally fine. So, I, I mean, I, it's not like I'm shy or, or anything, but certain things definitely uh, are dictated by our subconscious and often we do things uh, without controlling them for example uh, during the shooting of this music video i had two different looks my first look was <clears throat> on a mortuary table um you know playing a dead person basically with the belly wide open and and all the organs out uh quite gory looking uh type of scene and my second look was <clears throat> in the morgue in a different room uh just performing on a camera wearing uh something similar to a restraining um uh how is it called the 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 vest or the the um, jacket that they put on Straight insane jacket. people restraining jacket yeah, yeah something like that uh thank you no problem so I was wearing something similar to that and just performing uh, on the camera. Now, the, 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 the actual music video doesn't have a plot or a story with characters and stuff like that. So the, the most important part was to be the performance, right? Now, we spent six hours um, doing the special effect makeup on my belly in that room on the real mortuary uh, table while the other musicians were filmed separately in the other rooms of the morgue. And so, you know, that, that table was very cold. Uh, that energy in that room was very sinister, obviously, for, what it, for its use. Um, and also, so when, when I was finally ready uh, for my first look at, to, to get ready to, like, you know, film film it, I had to do a few things and then go change for my second look and continue filming, right? Now, this is what happened. During the first take of uh, this song, um, I already had tears in my eyes and it was a take that was filmed, I believe, uh, around me. And then for the second take, they, they, they decided to put camera above me. Now, I couldn't know when and how the camera is filming because I knew it was only above me. That's the only thing I knew. I couldn't move because 
my hair was, was positioned in a certain way, the special effects on my belly would have, you know, start falling off. And like, I couldn't really move much. So when I started my second take, um, I had a panic attack because of the meaning of the song for, for, for me, how deep these lyrics still, uh, you know, touch me uh, because of the energy in the room, I believe. And, 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 you know, maybe stiffness of my bones laying down on a cold, you know, porcelain mortuary bed. I don't know, but something very heavy and strong came upon me. And I'm pretty familiar to panic attacks, but it was a really big one. And the, the realization in my head that I ruined the I probably ruined the, the 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 entire filming day because of you know not not being able to to keep it under control and uh, ruining like certain things from the special makeup and everything right that realization I guess uh, also added to it pretty heavily so it was I don't know, very long minutes after the song was even over that I needed to calm down. Like it was for a while that I couldn't stop and no one um, was approaching me. I knew everybody was watching on a different screen, but eventually um, I felt hands on my chest um, uh, from the crew that was um, there. Uh, one of my best friends, photographer, she came by and my guitar player, everybody, I heard everybody crying and sniffing and everybody gave me a minute, but that was all on film. That was all almost, you can say that was almost the first take because the entire thing was supposed to be filmed from the above. And I kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And, and because I felt like I ruined everything and that's what happened everybody was i don't know they all thought that i need to go um what i need to i don't know to take something and i will stop eventually i grounded myself and and it helped me continue later on uh, after a few hours but yeah i definitely thought that i ruined everything and to be honest when they were editing the music video they sent us uh, like we saw the entire take like from the start and literally they said we can just leave this as the entire music video is heartbreaking and i said guys if you don't mind this i don't care i'm i i'm not pretending here that i am uh emotionless uh feelingless i'm not a robot i'm not made out of steel i'm not perfect if you want to keep it, let's keep it. And we ended up keeping it the, the, a good part of it. But we do have that entire take saved some, somewhere. We probably will um, maybe, I don't know, put it on our YouTube channel or something for people to see it who is curious about it. Nice. Sorry, no. it was a longer no. story, too much explanation. No, not at all. No, I applaud you guys, the whole team. For the achievement and I know you felt like in the moment that you might have been ruining something but I think what happened is whenever something genuine comes across it relates to people immediately and I think that that was something that was captured so I applaud you guys uh, the whole team for the decisions but also for um, you allowing the raw emotion 
to be shared with the world. It's 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 rare. I think you 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 get to experience that in in music video formats in the genre that we love. I think so. Um, again, thank you. Very welcome. Um, and th all the music videos, and that's because I let you that I'm talking about. If you guys have not seen that music video, make sure you check it out. Um, but all the music videos and the uh, approach you guys take for your uh, you know the cinematic artistic approach. Um, seems to be very, very strong uh, throughout your career, but okay. for this album uh, especially, was there a lot of ideas coming into music videos when you guys were um, ready to start promoting these songs? Yes, absolutely. We always have a lot of ideas. We feel very creative when it comes to visuals. But I've got to say, uh, I feel very lucky to have this insanely talented person in the band, Vidic, our guitar player. He is actually the director and editor of every single music video from this album and some from the previous albums. He um, felt definitely more free uh, when com um, composing and when um, creating visuals for this album because of the change in the band and, and we all feel a little bit more balanced uh, certain things were um long coming and and we had a change in our lineup uh which uh just made us look at at certain things in certain different ways and uh, and maybe get a different approach to certain things uh, i'm sure that uh, played a very big role but i gotta say yeah he's the uh, idea maker he often uh shares like his little uh like just let's say main idea and then we work around it or that idea leads to other ideas when we s sit down and work together but um yeah it's it's a lot of work that is put um from vidic from our guitar player Nice. And again, something to show for all that effort and all that work and and the visual style um, of, of all these videos that he's made. So uh, congratulations. But again, I applaud the Thank whole team because it's it's difficult. Um, a lot of music videos, um, it seems like, you know, the budgets are low. It's it's kind of it's it's just difficult to have the presentation and, and the attention to detail yeah. that you guys really pulled off. Um, for Thank sure. you. We try our best. Uh, the reason why we work with our guitar player is not at all because of any budget um, purposes or anything like that. It's just because he's proven mm -hmm. so many times that he can achieve what we are going for so much more creatively. Uh, and I think it's not because necessarily all the other people that we try to work with are not talented or anything, not at all. It's the matter of, he is the creator of the band as well. Me and him, we are the only one uh, left that created Infected Rain. And um, it's his baby. He knows exactly what he's going for. So when creating ideas for music videos, he knows everything that was put behind the, the song, the, this sound, this lyrics. And, and I feel like there's no one else better that can do that, especially having the skill as well, because he's been learning and studying uh, videography for many years. He's very passionate about that. He told me many times that if, if it wasn't for music, that would have been probably a path he would choose in videography. He's very passionate about it. 
Beautiful. The artistic mind can find so many ways to be creative and, and, and so easy yeah. to, to get motivated to do things. Now, and I hope I apologize because I'm not sure. Has he worked with other bands or is he just strictly working yes. with you guys? He has. Okay. Yes, he has. He has worked with other bands when he has time. Mm. Uh, he does pick up different projects. He's done um, a lot of music videos for uh, um, the band Seas on the Moon, which is uh, our a uh, good friend and uh, um, he has different vocalists in his project. I've, I've been on seven songs, if I remember correctly, maybe even more so far. Um, he has done videos for Another Kind, which is his side project uh, that he does also with different people. Uh, Vidic does, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I believe he did uh, some work for Illumishade, uh, which is a, a quite new band uh, of the vocalist of LBT. Um, I believe he, he's done other stuff as well, but yeah, he, I mean, he can't really take a lot mm. of it as a job, as a side project, just because unfortunately the day has only 24 hours, <laughs> but he, he loves it. He loves it very much. Excellent. As long as he keeps making these wonderful videos for your guys' awesome music, I think <laughs> yeah. we're all very happy. Uh, it's just, it just seems like. The progression has been so, so amazing. So uh, definitely everybody, I'm promoting it big time. Make sure you guys are going and seeing all the videos from Infected Rains on this Thank record you. time. They're, they're, they're all excellent. They're all great. Uh, and once again, time is coming out February 9th. Make sure you guys are pre-ordering, picking them up, uh, however it is. Get the physical copy, guys. Make sure you have it. The European tour is starting February 21st. It gives you two weeks to know all the songs on the record so mm -hmm. whatever they play live you're screaming it and you're getting that moment and you're remembering it uh so let me ask you this because there's such a cinematic approach to your guys's music do you guys as a band uh often on tour go and see movies together in the theater no actually we i don't think we i think maybe we only did it one time in Moldova, not, we weren't really on tour. I think we maybe did that one time. We never really went together. We had the idea to go together one time during the past tour here in the U.S. Uh, we were parked at the pretty big mall that had a movie theater as well. But uh, we didn't end up doing it anymore because everybody just wanted to catch up on sleep and, and just prepare for the next day. It's a great idea, though. Um, I love movies very much. I'm very passionate about movies. Vidic is as well. Um, Alice loves movies very much, but she is catching up on some classics that we keep talking about, and because uh, 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 apparently she she missed some of those, and so she is like uh, getting into the into that uh, when she was visiting, for example. Um, I think we watched together the Gremlins or something like that. It's pretty funny. It's pretty cool. Uh, me, myself, I, I uh, often go back and look into like older classics that everybody talks about, but I never, I only heard of because I didn't really grow up with the same pop culture uh, as America. Um, you know, and we all know that biggest, uh, widest, um, you know, movie collection <laughs> is from America. So um, even though a lot of countries are very strong in doing movies as well, but no one produces as much as uh, America um, when it comes to movies. I, I love movies. Movies inspire me very much. They inspire me um, even as a musician 
I, I love movies. I do watch something here and there almost like every day, at least a little bit. Um, I do, I'm very passionate about video games as well. And I think the cinematography, if we can call it that way, that is, I, I think there's a different name for that. That That is like the quality of the, the, the views and, and the, um, how to say, um, panoramic that you see in those video games are incredible. Um, very beautiful, very beautiful. There's a lot going on in video games, just as obviously digitally, but just as in movies, you know, there's so much. And, and uh, I, I think it's art, just like any other type of arts. I, you know, same, we feel the same about music. We all listen to a lot of music. We share music inside of the band between ourselves a lot, often, if we discover something awesome, you know? Um, yeah. Books as well. Uh, some of us like to listen to books. Some of us read. Um, it's interesting. I like, I like that. It's beautiful. It's, uh, I, it's my best friend, everything you said. Movies, music, uh, <laughs> books. Those are my best friends. There is nothing... Yeah gets me in, in, in a more, like I said, I just want to feel every day, feel something positive, negative, whatever, yep. like, but just feel yep. right. Absolutely. And, it helps. It helps. It helps a lot. Exactly. And I want everybody before, cause our time just ran out here, but I want everybody to make sure you guys are picking up the latest from infected rain time. It's coming out February 19th, Europe buy tickets tour starts February 21st. With that, Lena, been a fan for so long. Thank you so much for calling in here. Thank you. Metal Sucks Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you uh, for uh, uh, interesting questions. Yes. Thank you so much again. Yeah!
Both songs you heard is off the latest record from Infected Rain, Time. Uh, first song you heard is Because I Let You. Second song, Dying Light. We talked about the music videos that uh, Lena and the team did. Guys, go find them on YouTube. Watch them. They really knocked them out of these parks. These are some great videos. Uh, those tracks really are fantastic, um, as the rest of the record is. So make sure you guys are doing your part, picking it up. Time is out February 9th. Pre-order it right now. Make sure you guys are supporting Infected Rain. With that, I want to thank everybody out there for the five-star reviews on the good old Apple iTunes. That is all we ask for as a podcast team. Right, Brandon? Yes. Thank you. I just I just like yelling. Emphatic yes. Um, emphatic yes. And that's it, guys. And then, of course, the support on our other podcast, the Documentary Discussion Podcast. It's archive episodes. We just talked about Gigi Allen. We did a whole episode on that. Uh, two hours plus. We did it on the movie Kids, if you guys can stomach watching that one in modern times. Uh, we've done it on uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. We've done it on uh, you know, Peter Steele. We've done it on Phil Anselmo. We've done it on so many controversial characters. Marilyn uh, Manson. Marilyn Manson. Yeah, Colin, Colin Kaepernick. A lot of controversial characters. The whole point of the show was to discuss the human of these people um, and then kind of where they are today. Again, a lot of decisions. Uh, it was a lot of fun to do those episodes. So if you guys want, it's an archive podcast. It's called Rise to Offend. Go check it out. And with that, you guys are the best. We love you all. We'll talk to you guys next week. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.